0: Welcome to the UC Berkeley Data Science Education podcast. We're happy you're listening in today. In this space, you'll hear from a variety of distinguished data science educators and professionals. The individuals we'll speak with are diverse in experience and perspective, but share the common goal of shaping the future of data science education. Our idea is to have some informal conversations with the goal of creating community and let people hear from practitioners in this growing new field.
1: And my name is Lauren Chu, also from Data Science Undergraduate Studies. I'm working as an intern with the division's external pedagogy team, and I'll be helping to guide the conversation today too.
0: Today we have with us uh, Carrie Jordan, who's the Executive Director of the Carpentries. Carrie, could you give us a brief introduction to yourself and what you're currently working on?
2: Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yes, I am Carrie Jordan, Executive Director for the Carpentries a nonprofit project that develops data science material. And we have a very large global community teaching data and coding skills. And so I'm really working on moving the Carpentries from being a fiscally sponsored project to an independent nonprofit organization. We've been around since 1998. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. So happy birthday to us. But now it's time to move away from fiscal sponsorship to really being independent and showing up in the world in that way. And very, very exciting times for the organization.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I was definitely one of the first places I ever heard of data science was carpentry workshops. Like, I don't know, you know, 10 years ago or something. It was data Carpentry was (laughs) the first place. Um, How... How do you approach like bringing people into data science, getting students interested in data science who don't have strong STEM backgrounds, you know, getting people to come to a workshop and learn these foundational skills?
2: The thing about data and, you know, data is as a field in and of itself is that it's around us every single day, every single decision that's made from, where products are placed in the supermarket to what color fashion is on the shelves. What, you know, every single thing that we do is influenced by data, whether or not we realize it. And and the products that we use are based on algorithms every single day, what we watch on TV, whether it's social media, whether it's a streaming platform, what shows up, shows up in our feed, everything is a data-driven decision. And so it's not a matter of should we all get involved in data or data science? It's which aspect of data science, you know, am I interested in based on my culture, my background, my, my beliefs, my, what's important to me. And so I think that's the, The beginning of introducing someone to data science is showing them how you use it every single day. I went to Walmart for the first time in a very long time because I usually do grocery delivery these days. And I was amazed to see how many self checkout kiosks there were. And the first thing that came to my mind was oh, my goodness. Look at all these machines. I wonder who's coding them. I wonder who's, you know, who's in the background creating the the code to run these machines. And there's one person at the front managing 12, you know, self-checkouts. So again, it's not a matter of how to get people involved. It's showing them data is around you. Decisions are me- being made for you and about you because of data. So let's figure out what interests you best and then from there what tools would be interesting to get involved involved in learning.
0: Nice, I like that. Um so we still see there's big gaps in STEM education in terms of like access to opportunities to resources to to sort of like these new fields. Um can you talk talk to us about some challenges that you may have seen? while promoting data science education?
2: The big challenge for me, so in terms of The Carpentries, we are a global organization. So as much as, and as much as we want to democratize data science skills, we have to acknowledge that data, there's a step before data literacy and that's computer literacy. There's still a large, number of people who do not have access to a computer who do who would not know what to do if we've set a laptop in front of them and said open your command line for example what do you mean how do i even turn this laptop on (laughs) you know and so computer literacy is a step before data literacy and i think that's a major challenge especially in areas um that are, you know, low economic status and things like that. If there's no access to, if there's not a computer in the home, how will you ever learn how to code if you, if you aren't able to do, you know, just word processing and using spreadsheets and things like that. And so access to computers, that's one reason why we work, we try our best to work so closely with libraries because those are a, central space where communities can come together. If you don't have access to a computer at home, you can at least go to a library and work work on it from there. Um, so I think that's a major, the computer literacy piece is a step before the day, learning how to code and how to analyze data and things like that.
0: Nice. That's really helpful. Yeah. We're like, you know, de- designing classes that are sort of assuming that everyone in the class is going to you know have have that base level and you know it's really good reminder for us to th- think about that people coming Absolutely. from different backgrounds um how about like on a more personal note how as as you've been sort of like developing and growing in these fields what are some challenges that you may have seen as you know you're helping to build out what's state of science education
2: i have a lot of experience with equity and general inclusion and belonging so how to create how to create an atmosphere a learn you know how to create a learning environment where all opinions are respected but when it comes to neurodiverse learners and some of the more accessibility you know from screen readers to you know working with deaf and hard of hearing people that is where we're finally starting to scratch the surface and and understanding what questions to ask we've i've been working with you know our team at the carpentry to even go through our material to see if we have awareness gaps around the language that we're using some of some of the colloquialisms and things like that that we don't we you know We just say things and expect that people know what they mean, but it's a colloquialism. It's not a literal definition. So think all of those accessibility topics that because I'm not in that community, I don't know a lot about that is where I'm trying to stretch myself. And it is very, very hard because you want to do everything all at once. You know, by the end of the week, I want to, have it all done but it's impossible it takes time to build relationships with all of these communities whether it's historically black colleges and universities tribal colleges um deaf and hard of hearing communities neurodiverse learners individuals who are on the autism spectrum like there's no one size fits all approach to working with diverse people and so it's a slow burn and that's, those are some of the things that I'm working on now in terms of accessibility and making making our resources more accessible. Thank you.
1: I really love that you talked about community building. I think that a lot of industries kind of shy away from that and they don't put their entire like emphasis on community building, but I think that's important for every industry, especially in education, just because you need to make sure that everything is accessible. Yeah. Um, kind of pivoting a little to you personally, We've also read that you serve on the Advisory Committee for Reproducibility for Everyone. Um, is there any way that you've been able to incorporate your passions for equitable access and data science together in any way throughout your career?
2: Yes, I, th- I feel like my entire career is that. <laughs> so I serve on a few boards. I Yes, I'm on the Advisory Committee for Reproducibility for every, Everyone. I'm also the chair of the board for code for science and society. And I'm a lifetime member of the National Society of Black Engineers. And I've served on that board as well for a long time. And I, my background is mechanical engineering. And so as I was going through my undergraduate master's program, I got involved with community building through, you know, student organizations and things like that. And as I was Doing that and seeing that there weren't a lot of people in mechanical engineering that looked like me, I really wanted to do something about it. That's when I decided to do my PhD in engineering education, as opposed to mechanical engineering, because I really wanted to influence the curriculum, influence the communities, and things like that. And so from there, I've been able to really build a career off of working with communities, helping them thrive, helping them see where their awareness gaps are. And reproducibility for for everyone is one such community that they work so hard to partner with organizations that already exist. And that's one reason that I love them. You can't, I don't, in order to build community, one organization doesn't have to do it all. One organization doesn't have to do it all. It's very important to figure out who you can partner with, what other opportunities or atmosphere theaters are there that you can go into and partner with somebody, someone else. And so reproducibility for everyone does that. They, they teach workshops at conferences, so they don't have to, they They find, you know, technical conferences, data science conferences, and they go there and teach workshops instead of trying to create, you know, a brand new thing. And so that's that's something that I would encourage more individuals to do. If you want to build a community around any any topic, whether it's data science or other STEM fields, who else is in the space and how can you partner with them? Because resources are hard to come by these days especially in education it seems like money is being spent in a million different directions and that's a whole nother podcast episode but when it comes to resources, you know we have to be wise with the resources and so partnering with other organizations helps a lot and that's one thing i love about reproducibility for everyone
1: yeah definitely i'm kind of kind of pivoting more towards data science education, um, how should we as data scientists and educators be creating or evolving a community around data science education?
2: I would start by developing a glossary of terms. And this is something that the director of community, Alicia Crawl at the Carpentries has done. What I noticed, I remember I was at a convening of, industry, there were individuals from industry, policy, nonprofit, and academia, and it was a summit about data science and how to, you know, increase diversity and inclusion in data science, but the, it was difficult to get through the conversation because everyone had a different definition of what data science is if you are in you know if you're working for a tech company data science means something one thing if you're a professor you know you think of it from some people come from an anal- analytics perspective some people are coming from more of a computer science a hardware so having a clear definition of what data science means to you. This is what we mean when we say data science. This is what we mean when we say diversity. This is what we mean when we say inclusion. This is what we mean when we say equity. You know, it seems very straightforward, but it's not. I've worked with communities from all over the world. Equity and diversity in the United States means something totally different than equity and diversity in the Netherlands, for example. You know, in the U.S., we break we break and cate- categorize things down by all of these various demographics, from you know Hispanic, not non-His- non Hispanic, you know um, African American, et cetera, et cetera. In other places in the world, they don't they don't have these categories, and so diversity and equity means something totally different. So I think for in terms of community building. It may seem like a step that's a waste of time, but I promise you it's not. Let's all get on the same page about what we mean by data, data analysis, data science, you know, data science is a spectrum. It includes analytics. It includes machine learning. It includes so many different things. Let's get on the same page. And that way we have, we're all starting from the same perspective and we can then build, you know, smaller communities around the different topics. Definitely. I really love that you're
1: aware of many aspects that I think a lot of people industry-wide aren't very aware of, like community building and equity and diversity, which is especially important within um, an industry that doesn't have a lot of that right now. Um, pivoting more to kind of the impact of your work, how do you envision the data scientists you're training entering the professional world? Um, so what kind of impacts do you hope that they'll have on the future of data science?
2: Mm-hmm. I remember when I was applying for the... So I've been with the Carpentries for seven years, I think, going on seven years. And I remember when I started, I was I applied for a role... It was deputy director of assessment, I believe. And during that time, I was finishing a postdoc and I was trying to decide, you know, should I become a professor? Should I go back into the industry? Should I work for nonprofit? And I wrote down what was important to me. And rather than writing down a title, I wanna be a, you know, an ex. I wrote down all of the things that were important to me. I still want to be able to teach. I want to be able to speak. I want to be able to see the impact that I'm making. I want to be able to directly see the impact that I'm making. I want to be able to write. I want to be able to do all these things, right? I would say it's the same thing. Decide how you want to show up in the world and what aspects of your personal values are important Data science is such a large field. You can work in political justice, you can work in social justice, you can work in water quality, you can work in media, So you can work in social media, you can work in, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? What are your personal values? When you get up and start your day and when you end your day, what do you wanna feel good about having accomplished? What kind of change do you want to make? And some people, you know, some people don't care. They just wanna to go to work and, and go home and, and be with their families. And that's and that's also totally fine. But there, I believe that there are many people out there who want to make a difference in some way, whether it's in their local community, whether it's for a large, um, you know, glo- um, climate change, or you know, some of the larger things that Im- impact us on a large scale. Consider those things and what aspects of data science you can work on to make change happen. Did I answer your question? Yes,
1: definitely. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that's, it really helps me, especially as a budding data scientist myself. I know that I also want to make an impact, but I'm not really sure where, um, but just knowing to keep that in the forefront of my mind is very, it's very comforting. Yeah. Um. And so as we wrap up kind of to the end of the interview, one question that we always ask every interviewee is, do you have any parting thoughts or words of wisdom for data science educators around the world?
2: Words of wisdom. Data science is for everyone. It it really is. It is nothing to be coveted or held to yourself. That's, that's one reason why I believe in you know open access journals, open source material, open source education. It's not to be a secret. You have to collaborate in order to, to make change happen and in order to get a diversity of perspectives and ideas. You need other people's opinions and you need their expertise. No one person knows it all. And so if you're an educator, I would just encourage you to, create an atmosphere that's conducive to collaboration because those collaborative projects, collaborative data science projects are the ones that really change the world.
1: Definitely. Thank you so much. That's really,
0: that's really awesome note to end on. Really appreciate your insights.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're interested in learning more about data science education resources, please subscribe to our Substack to get notified when we release any future podcasts. And join our community Slack channel through the link provided in this episode's description. Thank you.